Is there anything more heartwarming than receiving a thoughtful gift? It's the best. If you're looking for a unique personal gift, look no further than Scribble Dibble Crafts. Ellen O'Connor is a watercolour portrait artist who we have mentioned on the pod before. Ellen does beautiful portraits, anything from pets to family members, capturing your loved ones on print. I've been given a scribble double print before of my precious scout. And me and my family have gifted a commissioned piece to my auntie, which she loved. An ideal gift for a special someone or a milestone occasion. And Ellen from Scribble Dibble is kindly offering no other crack listeners a prize. Of a 12 by 10 framed artwork to be used for a pet portrait or a single portrait worth up to €155. Follow us on Instagram at nootherkrack underscore pod for competition details on how to enter. And don't forget to follow Scribble Dibble Crafts on Instagram at scribble underscore double underscore crafts to check out Ellen's work. Hello, an episode. Hello, an episode. <laughs> we Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode 31 of No Other Crack Pod. Hello. Maybe I should take over saying that. I'd feel weird saying that now mm. because you've always said it. Yeah, I know. It's just we've got into that groove. I just lay back. <laughs> like a bag of spuds here waiting for you to introduce it <laughs> <laughs> Like a bag of spuds Well, any TV guide? <laughs> any interesting watches? TV guide, okay I watched a show I think you would love it mm-hmm. But If but. I was Before I started watching it I was like, oh, I don't know what to be into this but it was brilliant. It's 100% in Rotten Tomatoes and it's called The Martha Mitchell Effect. Oh, never heard of it. You would love it. So right. the premise is historians profile the life of Martha Mitchell, the wife of the cabinet member who was the most unlikely of whistleblowers, a Republican cabinet woman who was discredited by the Nixon administration in 1972 for keeping silent. Ooh. So, like, she's just a real outspoken woman back in the early 70s and you're like watching how they're like there's all these tapes from the Oval Office that's leaked and saying oh I need to keep her quiet and whatnot but the whole Martha the name of the show the Martha Mitchell effect it's actually a real term now oh yeah so this psychologist Brendan Maher named the effect after Martha Mitchell um when she alleged that the White House officials were engaged in legal activities, her claims were attributed to mental illness. Ultimately, however, the facts of the Watergate scandal vindicated her. Hmm. So I thought it was very interesting. It's very good. And is it a fictionalized version of her? No, no, no. It's all real. Oh, it's a documentary. Yeah, it's mm. a documentary. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So it's all real clips of her speaking to the press, like, and mm. really outspoken, but it's just. Oh, brilliant. And it's on Netflix, is it? Yeah, it's on Netflix now. That sounds great. 100%. 100%? On the Rotten Tomatoes. Gosh. But I wouldn't have thought I'd be into it. Hmm. But it was very interesting. Mm. What drew you to it? Were you just scrolling and... I think 
I actually think it was in the Oscar section. Oh. So I don't know, is it maybe tip? You know, they have a whole section now. Kind of that they have ones that are tipped for the Oscars. Oh, I never noticed that category. Maybe maybe it's just on my TV. <laughs> <laughs> Your Netflix is very intuitive. <laughs> yeah, so I when I was watching it, I was like, oh, you'll definitely enjoy it. Like, mm. she just, t- she took no, no shit. Fair play to her. Fair play to her. Flying the flag. Mm. Um, what else did I watch? Watched a show called Deadline. Haven't heard of this either. It's also on, it's on Netflix, but it's a Channel 5 four-part mystery drama miniseries. Oh. So it has, you know, Charlie Murphy that was in Love Hate. Yeah, I love her. Yeah. So she's in it. She What else is she in? Peaky Blinders. Is she in Peaky Blinders? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. So she is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a jaded journalist becomes fascinated by a young widow who's widely suspected of having killed her rich husband and works to solve the case. So, like, watching it, it's there's lots of twists and turns in it. Mm. But it, because it's only four episodes, mm-hmm. I would say it's worth the watch. There's times you're like, ah, that's a bit mm. far-fetched, but oh God, I enjoyed that it. That good. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice low commitment as well when there's only that yeah. many episodes. And Channel 5, like I think they got a, it came out in April 22, hmm. but they got a lot of praise for like bringing out a lot of their own stuff. All right. Mm-hmm. Definitely give that one a watch too. And that was all that I really watched this week, but I see you season four is back. Oh yeah, I just so romantic. Season three. Did you not? <laughs> no. Why? Like I do like you And I know I like you (laughs) I like you too (laughs) Like running on the YouTube Go on go on It's a recurring joke I don't know Like I know it is It's just Obviously it's far fetched And like I I lean into it usually But whenever I watched The last season I was like This is just too Cheesy even for me But I think I wasn't in the humour And I don't like Is it love You call her Yeah I think she just ruins it. Maybe she could be dead now. I don't know. Like, but obviously we can't spoil it. I only watched two episodes of the last season. I'll be honest, I can't remember. <laughs> I, like, I would need to watch. Uh, I hate that then when they leave it so long because you're just like, oh, I'm going to have to go happened? on YouTube now and I'm going to have to watch a recap of Summarize Season 1, 2, 3 for yeah, me. Yeah, I know. Um... I loved seasons one and two, and then I just couldn't quite get into the last season. So maybe I'll binge it and just watch season mm-hmm. four because I feel like it is. It's it very culturally people, relevant. <laughs> yes, there was definitely people dead at the end of the third season. Was there? I do remember that much. <laughs> Joe did murder someone. Joe, like, you know, when I first started watching it, you just keep thinking like Gossip Girl. Yeah. What do you? What's that actor's name again? Pen is he Pen Badge? Pen, oh Pen yeah, Badgley. Yeah. Pen Badger. <laughs> I know. He's yeah. He's, he's um, kind of a yeah. He's just kind of one of those faces that are a bit creepy. Yeah. Mm. I think that's because he is so creepy in you though, to be fair. Mm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's back. So I'll probably check that out now next week. Um and what else? Oh yes. Worth to mention, Ruth Codd. Do you remember I mentioned yeah. her before that was in um, The Midnight Club? Mm-hmm. 
She was on the Tommy Tiernan show. Yeah, last week. I didn't see it, but I saw. A so picture. oh, I would recommend you watching it. Like mm. she was so endearing on it, and he didn't really know who she was. No, because I saw on his Instagram him posting. It was either his or RTEs about. Ruth Cod as the guest mm-hmm. and comments were so positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People like there was a lot of people saying they never heard of her before. And mm. she's very charismatic but very humble mm. and quiet at the same time. Oh. She just seems she seems you lovely. Love to see an Irish raising star that's sound as well. Mm. So I must watch that back. Yes, I would it's uh, available on RT player. hmm I love what I love the Tommy <laughs> Tiernan show anyway, but it's um Unless I kind of remember to watch it at the time, then I'm terrible mm-hmm. for going back. But I will watch her one. Yeah, I do like it as well. Tommy Tiernan show. Mm. They're not afraid of like silences. Mm. Mm. <laughs> do you know? <laughs> do you get me though? <laughs> I, Tommy's so intense, and he just if he can't Sometimes think the on what to say, are just <laughs> prolonged. But yeah, it's like, did you ever watch The Hills back in the day? That reality show. I'm giving you a silence. <laughs> um, well, they they were oh, chronic yeah, yeah. for it. Oh, really? But that probably wasn't really a... An artistic choice? Yeah. <laughs> it was just it was like, painful. Oh. Like, they would just oh. stare at one another for ages. But you know, in an interview situation, it's like a si- silence is golden sometimes. Mm-hmm. You might just get a little golden nugget like... Oh yeah, the power of the pause is such a successful negotiation technique. Indeed, Bob, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it's great for podcasts, so not that we can ever stay quiet for longer than three seconds. Yeah, sometimes, you know, we go silent a little, but Mm -hmm. we're just not at the point that we're going to be editing out those silences. It's an an artistic choice, as you say. (laughs) (laughs) It's part of our brand. Um, So yeah, that was on my watches. Mm. Oh, I watched episode four, as I'm mentioning every week, and I will continue to mention, <laughs> of The Last of Us. Yes, yeah, so did we. Ah, it wasn't hectic, was it? Um, no? Did you was think it was hectic? I didn't really... That exciting, but I suppose I it think had it a was lot coming to live up to yeah. after episode three. I think it was... They planned it that way, because yeah. episode three was so amazing. So that was my quick mention of that. Mm. That was still good. Yeah, mm. I'm, I'm actually growing to really, really like it now. Mm. <gasps> Is that because Pedro Pascal is just so likable? Yeah. On the internet right now. <laughs> yeah. He's very popular. Like, feels like he's blown he's up. He's gone extremely popular. Mm. And you had sent me the thing then during the week that he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, Darren, I must send you that. I thought he, he was, was in an episode of Buffy and you would not. I know, obviously, he morphs into oh, a vampire. But you wouldn't recognize him. There he is there. Trisha is showing Darren said meme. Oh, and, and did you see he was on SNL as well? Yeah. And he's like, young Pedro Pascal. Yeah. From Chile or wherever. <laughs> in Chile, he said he was from. Um, yeah, he's very likable. Mm. Well, he's having a moment anyway. And <laughs> sorry, I'm taking over your TV guide here. I'm like, did you see the thing then with Leonardo DiCaprio and the fact that he's dating a 19 year old? And a lot of people are comparing. That age yeah. gap now to Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. Yeah, I know. And when you put it in that context, it's and it's just he is such a creep now. Yeah, he's a caricature of himself. Uh, he is, yeah. But anyway, go on with your TV guy. Yeah, sorry. 
Yeah, uh, I didn't actually watch that much, so I'm glad your TV guide was jam-packed. <laughs> um, I watched Pamela, A Love Story. The Pamela yeah, it's Anderson on my, it's on my list. documentary on Netflix, and I highly recommend it. Oh my God, I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. i seen a few clips of it. Mm. Looks very good. Yeah, oh God, it's 97% in Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, her son, Brandon Thomas Lee, produced it. And it was so much better than I even expected it to be. Is he Tommy Lee's son then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, both <laughs> her sons are Tommy Lee's son. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it gives you the whole... I wouldn't have probably known that much about her backstory at all. So it goes right through from, like, her very turbulent childhood um, on, like, Vancouver Island in Canada. And then just brings you right up to the present day. Um, but she had a rough time of it. And it just really highlights, like, how much she was exploited by so many people like God. right up until now and she's just so she's not even naive like she is very self-aware mm-hmm. and she's so engaging and sound and like quite gentle but her son is just disgusted for her at how she was treated mm. like how little money she made from all the different things that she has done really? how the sex tape was leaked and destroyed her career pretty much um how you know like she's always felt like you'll see when you watch it too why but she's always felt like very vulnerable for different reasons and then just recurring themes in her life like she just keeps getting like continually violated basically by men a lot (laughs) like she just has to keep rolling with the punches And then the culture was so misogynistic as well at the time. Like even when she tried to go to court about the sex take being leaked, which was such a violation of her privacy. Like everyone in the courtroom was just saying, oh, well, you were on Playboy. You love this. You love seeing yourself plastered around naked as if that's fine. Like, you know, just no consideration for consent or anything. It's just horrible. But it's not negative because she's still so positive throughout all of this. Mm -hmm. Even when the media completely turned on her and she just became a laughing stock, she still kept doing things uh, for her activism because she's really into animal rights. So she would just do things and then give a lot of money to animal rights charities because she couldn't get any decent work anymore. She wanted to keep acting. But after the whole sex tape thing, nobody would give her any kind of decent gigs anymore. They just wanted her to play herself or play some really stupid role or whatever. Not that she was like a serious actress before that, but um, yeah. And even how she felt about that Pam and Tommy Disney Plus show, you know, she was really hurt by that. And they just made it anyway. Really? Mm. But uh, so does she not get any? Nothing. She gets nothing at all. From a show that is about... Yeah, about her. And she said, like, even though somebody stole the sex tape or loads of tapes from their home, who they still don't know who that is, but Seth Rogen plays the uh, fictional person. Yeah. And they give an episode... I only ever watched one episode, that one, uh, but they give Seth Rogen's character all this motive for stealing the sex tape. Which is, she says is just so horrible. Like it's as if they give a fictional character a all this like. false narrative about, oh, here's why he stole it. Because Tommy Lee was horrible to him. 
And she's still there like, well, hello, I was in it too. <laughs> um, yeah. And did Tommy Lee get anything from? Neither of them got anything from it. Somebody blows my mind. contacted them. This man from like a big entertainment company got a hold of it. And offered them five million for the rights to it. Yeah. And they said, no, we just want this back. And they just distributed it anyway. <laughs> and then she says, that was bad enough. You're on about the sex tape? Yeah. I'm on about oh, the, the Disney show. show. No, nothing. They get nothing from that. Like that is. And the show now that her son done. Mm-hmm. Was that in retaliation for the Disney show or was that already? No, it was being, being filmed okay, when they found right. out because you think you figure out that she's finding out about it during that. Okay, right. He possibly could have known it was in the works maybe. Yeah. But while they're filming the documentary, she's walking down the road and there's billboards about that show everywhere. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's really good though. Um. But yeah, it just made, it made me just dust off my soapbox like I am enraged. <laughs> <laughs> I am so annoyed. So Love, Pamela is the name of her memoir. So I'm going to get that as well and read it. So well, you're a big Pamela a fan of, now. Yeah, I love her. Oh my God, she's so nice. And did you love her as much before? I didn't know anything about yeah, her, you I, see, because I just I knew what the media was any. feeding to me, that she was just like a sex symbol, didn't know anything about her actual yeah. life or... I know nothing about her. Like, I never knew she was into animal rights and all that. Yeah. No, she's so likable. And actually, there's a petition to get her on White Lotus season three. Loads of people are rallying around and they're like, oh my God, God, she would be amazing in White Lotus season three. Let's revive her acting career. She would. So, and then my next TV guide, it isn't anything that I watched, but I learned some cool facts about our old favorite, not everyone's favorite, Banshees of Inishirin. So I was reading that, you know, an Irish woman in her 80s knitted every single jumper for the movie. Oh One woman. Oh my God. <clears throat> so she, her name is Del- Delia Barry and she worked with the costume designer and hand knit each sweater to reflect the character's personality <gasps> while remaining true to the 1920s. Um, and she continues to knit for Brendan Gleeson because he loved them so much. And they exchange letters. They're pen pals now. Oh, my God. That's so cute. Yeah. And she, Where is she from? Dublin, I think. There's a whole article I'll share it on the page. It's an article with a knitting magazine. Oh. <laughs> it was very interesting. So she guesstimated their measurements as well. She never actually met them to fit them. She just guesstimated their measurements. In true 1920 style. hmm <laughs> And she tied huge rocks to the jumpers and hung them on the clothesline and like soaked them in water to give them the authenticity of being like really well worn. Oh my God. Yeah. So, um, I wonder I how long does it take her to rattle out a jumper? I don't know. I'd say it takes you quite a while to knit a full on big jumper. And I know now it's not as if they had loads of costume changes throughout the movie. Like I would say maybe each character might have two jumpers each at Next. most, which would be again reflective of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Where they wouldn't have owned a whole wardrobe Beyonce with jumpers. costume change. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was really interesting. Two, back to the pub at six. Because <laughs> yeah. there's actually a woman um, over in Bunkrana and she's in her 80s and she owns a knitting company. Where she's got women, older women dotted around Donegal knitting for the likes of Tommy Hilfiger, Calvin Klein. They're all based in Donegal. They're called Crana Knits. 
my god she's amazing and i can't recall her name but i will fact check it or maybe darren you could look up Crananets and see because i heard her speak at an event before years ago and she was inspiring like and then dad was working in the harbor bar recently and there was two guys in that work in the fashion industry and they were saying that they were calling over to see her they were american and they were like oh yeah we're calling over to see her she's knit for us she knit for us when we worked at calvin klein (laughs) dad was like excuse me calvin klein knits yeah so yeah her company's called crana knits and it's just she has yeah, Rosaline Hegarty. So she's got a network then of knitters and they they oh make God. all these like authentic iron knits for big, big companies all over the world. That's amazing. And then an honourable mention, I started watching just a wee lighthearted show on Netflix called Girls 5 Eva. Have you heard of oh, it? Oh, I've seen the thumbnail. Yeah, it's like... um, It confused me. <laughs> yeah, it's a Tina Fey comedy about a girl band from like 20 years ago. Um, who made it big for like maybe five, ten years in the industry and then just fizzled out. But it, then a rapper now samples their music and his song. So Jimmy Fallon invites them on the show and then they decide to get back together. Oh. So, mm, like it's just funny. It's just really like silly. Like the short episodes, are they? Yeah, like little like 20 minute oh, yeah. things. So. Which are grand watch. I've watched like four of them and they're very fun. Like they would, I wouldn't say it's... 10 out of 10, but it's a good eight. Yeah. Solid, solid. Yeah. So that's all my TV. Um, World Wide Web. I've seen this thing this week. And I don't know, I obviously was being targeted. I have no idea why. Have you ever seen the living champagne wall? No. <laughs> so there was these reels coming up on Instagram. So it's a company that's based in Tampa, Florida. But then I seen there's a load of different companies that kind of have the same idea. So it's a wall mm-hmm. and it's all, it just looks like a hedged wall. Mm-hmm. And then it has a bell on it mm-hmm. and it's like ring for champagne. Mm-hmm. So you walk up to this wall, ring the bell, and then this hand in a fancy glove comes out of the hedge and hands you your champagne. And is this like for renting for like weddings yeah. and stuff? Yeah. That'd be so cool. So I had, this is just for context. I'm just showing uh, I'm showing you the video. Oh, I'm looking now. It's a woman walking up to a big pretty hedge, ringing That's a bell. Queer, queer fancy hedge. And oh, and now a gloved hand just handed her a flute of champagne. She's walking away quite happily. Yeah. <laughs> and another woman proceeds that to ring so the bell. That is so cool. I don't think there would be enough hands for an Irish wedding. Well, do you know what? You're dead right. <laughs> <laughs> the hand would be like, oh, Jesus, how long? I don't know. Or somebody would probably come up and try and stick their hand back through the bush. I know. And then three men would go over and tumble it or something. Ring for <laughs> champagne. Yeah. I just thought it was cool. It's a quirky idea. Yeah. It is. And it's very simple. And I think it was like $2,000 to rent. But like it, they do it in different areas. Living champagne walls. Very novel. Coming to a wedding near you. Yes. <laughs> Probably soon because of its targeting people here. Like I'm sure. It'll make its way Someone's going to come up with it soon enough. Yeah. Mark my words. Yes. Come on entrepreneurs. Do it. But I hate. Like it's so simple. Mm-hmm. Just have people behind with glasses. Yeah. But it's bound to go wrong at an Irish wedding. Well I keep seeing as well. Not to interrupt your World Wide Web. But 
um, this really cool idea and it's like a vintage phone and people at weddings can leave like voice notes instead of, you know, like the guest book where you sign a message oh. to the bride and groom. So it's this big vintage phone where you leave an actual like voicemail to the bride and groom. See. But it's a company and I'm like, that is a class idea. I was going to say, oh, that's far better than like writing a message because, you know, if you have a few drinks and you're writing a message, I usually proceed <laughs> to try and draw something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's quite funny as well, in fairness, for the bride and groom the next day. Well, oh. <laughs> but then I was thinking if you're leaving a voice note like that, that's just... That could be hilarious as that's well. That's even worse again. Singing down the line. Yeah. I just think I would love listening back to them personally. Oh, it would be But hilarious. maybe not everybody would. Yeah. No, I would. Mm. It's very different. Mm. Yeah. So that's an idea then for your somebody. standard... Like photo booths with yeah, as well, as well as the camera. What? <laughs> <laughs> I just glitched. <laughs> oh, as in sorry, like I just thought you meant like as well and as the photo booths. Yeah, they're grand, like, thing. but it's I suppose the phone thing I've never seen before. Yeah, just something different. Right. Uh, to be frank, you don't need any of this stuff, guys and dolls. No. You don't need any of it. <laughs> we'll Save do a, your pennies. We'll do a full special on that. Will we? <laughs> <laughs> well, if anyone's interested in that take, just listen to Seth Golden, the Wedding Industrial Complex. I'll say no more. What? Maybe you were telling me about this. Mm. Yeah, maybe you were telling me because I was like, why would that sound familiar to me? <laughs> I probably ranted and raved about it before yeah, sometime. Take so what's that called again? Seth Golden. The Wedding Industrial Complex. Yeah, I think I've definitely yeah. seen something to that effect. Oh, sorry, Darren's a wedding, <laughs> wedding supplier. No offense to any supplier. No, actually, music now. I am, I am very biased, but I think music and food are the two things you should not compromise on. I know, like I suppose my take on it is I think everybody should focus on having the best of crack on their wedding day. So that means different things to different people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I just don't feel that any couple should feel pressure to have all the bells and whistles unless they want them. They true yes. Now you've got it, girl. <laughs> that's just how I feel. And that's what Seth Golden's saying too. He just says, you know, like money is a very precious thing and you should hold on to it for what matters to you, not mm-hmm. for trying to keep up appearances for everyone else and put yourself into debt. So like you don't need the phone <laughs> or the champagne wall. I want the living champagne wall. But if wall. you want the living champagne pan, pan, oh, I can't champagne. Even say champagne wall, <laughs> you should have it. Well, so. like it depends what that two thousand dollars would convert to in euro whenever <laughs> yeah. they start doing it here. I don't know, like what price I can put on my wants. <laughs> I don't know what I'd be willing well, you to budget pay. Budget for it and you save for it if that's what you want. I'll be quite honest, yeah. I think I might make my own living champagne. <laughs> I'll be the hand if you ever need one. Because you know, I actually think I have a trellis from from <laughs> home store and more. <laughs> I would end up scrolling on Instagram and forget that I meant to be serving the, the champagne. Bell ring, the bell ringing away. What, what the fuck's going on behind that fence? Oh, cheapers. Yeah. Okay, so sorry. Anything else in the World Wide Web? The living champagne wall. God, I love it. No, it was just the living champagne wall. I thought that was enough to stir up enough. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure many other people have been targeted by this. I can't be the only one. Mm-hmm. I've not seen it yet, but I'll look forward to being targeted by it or investigating it myself. 
Yeah, the living champagne, and there is more. There's more doing it, mm. but I want to see an, an Irish distributor. Bender. Come on, Irish <laughs> wedding suppliers. Come on, icebreakers. Why don't you do one? Yeah, icebreakers. Play music behind a bush. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So that I have another World Wide Web, which oh, I may say yes. save for the end, so you can fly on there. No, say it now if you want. Oh no, do you want to save it? No, I can save it for a bit of trivia at the end, but I was just going to mention the Grammys then. Um, did you did you watch? Did you catch up on anything? I just saw some snippets. I just seen Viola Davis as an EGOT now. Oh yes. I didn't know I didn't know she was an EGOT. Somebody else, was it Alison Williams? Is that a joke? No, I think I think Viola Davis was the only EGOT. Oh, really? I could be wrong, I could be corrected. But she won her trophy for best audiobook, narration and storytelling recording. Mafia. She's so cool. Yeah. Did you watch How to Get Away with Murder? No. I love her in that. I know she's on plenty more, but Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Another so, got into the fold. Yeah. So that's all the crack there. Right. Okay, my World Wide Web, I thought I was going to mention someone very important to me. She's raising my daughter for me, and her name is Miss Rachel. <laughs> She is a YouTuber who educates babies and toddlers. Trish, you'll have seen her on our mm-hmm. TV many times. I have. Um, she's doing a stellar job. <laughs> she's doing a great job with Clara. <laughs> uh, to be fair, the words Clara comes out with. I know. I can't, I can't put it down to you, Marie. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is not all myself and Darren. Like <laughs> Miss Rachel is helping us with Clara's development. So her full name is Rachel Griffin. A curse, though. I didn't expect her name to be Rachel. Yeah. And she is a New York City preschool teacher turned YouTube and TikTok star. Um, her net worth is 10 million US dollars. Sweet Joe. Oh. Songs for Littles, her YouTube channel, brings in between 29K on a bad day to 445K per month based on her Average video views. Marie, why are we podcasting? <laughs> I know, we need to start YouTubing. <laughs> like, Jubin's the way. Um, she's, like, people now are calling her a household hero because parents all over the world are noticing, well, I suppose in English-speaking territories, um, are noticing speech improvement mm-hmm. and it's educational, fun, and genuine learning through musical engaging videos. Um, so Rachel herself was looking for something online for her son that was kind of like musical and educational, but not like this massive dopamine hit of like Coco Melon style addictive stuff. So she's like, I love something that gives them some screen time, but not that they're just like glued to it mindlessly. And there was nothing really on YouTube and there were a few things, but there was a payment gateway for anything then that was like the had an educational program to it. Mm -hmm. So because she had that curriculum based experience, she decided to just make her own so that they're free for everyone. And obviously and rightfully, she's making great revenue from it, but it is free. It's widely available for free for everybody. And they are fantastic. I didn't realize she had credentials. Mm. I just thought she was because I'd started to suspect that she was probably an educator as I watched it because I was like, God, they're put together so well because she leaves like 
again with the silence, she leaves ample time for the child to respond. <laughs> and the adults to respond. Yeah. <laughs> and at the, actually now, she, if you follow her on Instagram or TikTok, she's making ones for adults as well. They're, They're die so hard. funny. Oh, I'm diehard a, Miss Rachel. I am a big Miss Rachel fan. I was watching one last night. Darren was laughing. It was like mindfulness for adults. She's like... Don't let the bad thoughts consume you. Shake them all away. <laughs> and me there like nodding along. <laughs> yes, sir. But she's great. <laughs> but, like her stuff gets stuck in your head because me and Darren have did did dino play just stuck on her heads. <laughs> but she's great. Like I don't mind watching her at all. Yeah, because yeah, I yeah. feel like the child is gaining something from it. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I'm always passing on the good word of Miss Rachel because when different people hear Clara. And how did speak, you hear about Miss Rachel? I think it was Darren that found her on YouTube because Darren's a big YouTube person. Darren, why are you laughing? You are. Big watcher, not creator. Oh, sorry, Darren. Darren's a huge YouTuber. No, he's just a YouTube watcher. Yeah, Darren always watches loads of things on YouTube. So he just put this on. I love YouTube, yeah. Yeah, YouTube would be. Big with YouTube, I I wouldn't really be as as much of a YouTube mm-hmm, watcher. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I would have found her myself. Possibly, it was Darren that had stuck it on, and we're like, "Oh, this is actually very good." <laughs> and Clara loves it. She says, "Rachel, it's Rachel." So that's my World Wide Web. Obviously, not super relevant to everybody, <laughs> but <laughs> um, recommendations. Then I was just going to mention quickly. I don't know how I said to you before about they stocked them in little nationwide, but they're the fit foods. Little microwavable no, meals. I don't think so. But I just seen this week then, like I was hooped in them. See when I was on night duty and that. So they're basically, when I was living in Dublin, they had a butcher's in Stillorgan. And they used to do kind of all these kind of meals, like ready meals that mm. were healthy. Mm-hmm. So... They're called Fit Foods, but they were being stocked, as I said, in Lidl nationwide, but now they're in Tesco as well. Oh. But they're fab. Oh, really? I'm mm-hmm. looking for something. So they have like, like chicken fried rice. They have chicken corn with brown rice, chicken chorizo and baby Yum. potatoes, chicken pasta. Yeah, they're and really good. you can good. put them in the microwave. Spag ball. Yeah. The microwave. But they're very, very tasty. In the microwave. <laughs> oh, that's great to know. So I think in Tesco at the minute I seen them, there was two for eight euro. That's not but bad. But they usually, in like the handiness of them. Yeah. And you're getting, it's coming from a butcher's like, yeah. well, obviously they are ready meals, but they're I know, a Dublin based it. company. Like they're not going to be completely saturated in salt yeah. and sugar. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Because I was looking for something like that the last night and I just had to pick up this. And it was lovely, but it was one of them happy pear chickpea curries oh, for yeah. throwing in the microwave. It was so dear, like. Very expensive. Oh, it was about 6 and it was nice, but that's ridiculous for like a tiny wee portion of Yeah. Oh no, like curry. these are, these are like dinner Hard portions. Day. Yeah. I'm dying to get them then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's the. What are they called again? They're called Fit Foods. Fit Foods. Fit Craft foods. Butchers. But that's going to logo there. All right. Lovely. I shall so try and report back. Little and Tesco as well, but I would highly recommend. Oh. Well, I was just going to recommend something 
remember we, I don't know if I had mentioned this again, but remember we were on about the Donegal map mm-hmm. before, and then we were saying that he, that Collie was going to be making versions that everyone could buy. Yes, yeah. So he does have them now. They're 90 centimeters by 90 centimeters on either Fomex material or aluminium. Aluminum. Aluminum. Um, yeah, so. The aluminum like monster. They, yeah, aluminum. <laughs> but um, they're available now. If you email donnygallmap at gmail.com, you can inquire about getting your own for your house or your business. So it'd be quite cool. Love it. I think, that, yeah, they'd be class in a business, especially. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the, the Donegal map Instagram page actually is amazing. Yeah. For all the little, the detail on that map. Oh, it's phenomenal. Is, and did you see today there was a post about the inspiration behind it? I don't think I've seen that post, no. So it was on the Donegal map Instagram page. Did you see that, Darren? And it was actually, uh, I didn't realize that Collie has links to Kerry Gart. So uh, it was, he used to go on his holidays to Kerry Gart, and that's where he first saw a version of a Donegal map. It's really cool. Um, oh. I think it was in his, it was in his relations shop. Because um, I was going to say, there's one in our house. <laughs> Is there? I wonder if yeah. it's the same one. There's one, and I think Daniel O'Donnell has something to do with it. I'll get a photo of it. Yeah, that's because he had, so Collie posted this on his Instagram today. This was like his original inspiration, but he hadn't seen it in a long time. And then he got his cousin, shout out to Louis Boyce, the state agent, um, to dig it out. And he found it for him. And that was kind of what inspired the modern, right. the contemporary Donegal map. It? This one has a little picture of Daniel O'Donnell in the, cor- in the corner. Um, Darren can dig it up for you there. Don't no, God, see, oh, he only it's, showed it's a hand, snippet hanging in of it. Hole. God, I'll know it. I'll know what I'll see it. it. So yeah, if anybody's interested, go on to the Donegal Map Instagram page and you can see now about maybe purchasing your own one or it's also just a great Instagram page to follow in general if you've got an interest in Donegal. My second quick recommendation is I'm wearing... um, Oh, Darren is showing Trish the map. Is that the one? No. That's not the one. It's not, but I'll get you a picture of a different Donegal Map for next week. And you should show. Yeah, we can send it to Holly as well. Donegal maps. Yeah. Um, my second just quick recommendation is I'm wear re-wearing a perfume that I used to wear years ago. And I just took a notion to buy it again and I love it. Did you get um, it in McGee's pharmacy? I did, how did you guess? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even going to bloody say it. <laughs> but I did get it in McGee's, yes, because where else would you buy fragrance? Uh, it's, <laughs> 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 it's Marc Jacobs Honey. <laughs> <laughs> McGee's Pharmacy because where else would you buy fragrance <laughs> where seriously where would you be going like it's like 20% cheaper than everywhere else um, th- I just really need to get them to be a sponsor soon <laughs> but no I just decided I took this wild notion I was like I was actually going to get Noah because Noah is the perfume I love because it's the first perfume Darren ever got me Aww. um a Darren's ready to gag. I'm so sorry for bringing that up. <laughs> Ash, how long you're together or the perfume Noah? I don't know. What does it do? <laughs> <laughs> He's giving you the long silence thing. Yeah. Um, so I was going to get Noah and then I thought, oh, do you know what, Noah? Because I have a Noah knocking about somewhere. And I noticed the Marc Jacobs honey and I was like, oh, I'll get that because it's so nice. It's so fresh and it, it smells a wee bit like SPF, which I quite like. You know that, you know <laughs> that kind of stuff, creamy scent. 
<laughs> I don't know. B and O, yeah. S and M. But uh, yeah, love it, and that's such a cool bottle too. It's like a wee bee. It has wings on it. Wee bee, so cute. That's my recommendation. If anybody's looking for a new fragrance, then honey would be nice, maybe. Honey, honey. Well, I was just going to end now on <laughs> trivia. <laughs> so I, I had this saved in my archives. It's an article on Irish archaeology from 2015, but it's marriage customs folklore from County Donegal, just because it's the day before Valentine's Day when this comes out. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> when I saved it, so... This folklore account details some of the beliefs surrounding marriage in the early 20th century. It's based on information supplied by Pat Mulhern, a 68-year-old man who lived in Ballyshannon, County Donegal, 1938. Mm. When you hear this crack. <laughs> so they said about what day to get married on is in some parts of the country, it's customary for the people to get married on a Monday, as according to the old rhyme, Monday for health, they're... <laughs> Monday for health, there are old sayings about each day such as Monday for health, Tuesday for wealth, Wednesday for the best day of all, Thursday for crosses, Friday for losses and Saturday no day at all. Uh-oh. So like they were they were against Saturday and I'm like, jeez. We're all doomed. I know. Um, these old sayings were well remembered in the days of our grandmothers and they're still rhymed off by young and old. So this is this guy, he's kind of rhyming out this whole spiel. But he said matchmaking is still quite common in the country districts. The friends of the boy or girl who are anxious to get settled select a partner whom they consider suitable for the person in question. Word is sent to the lady of her parents of her parents, and if they consider the proposal to be suitable, meeting is arranged between the parents of the parties. A dowry is one big question of importance. And after long discussion, the point is settled and the pair are brought together like... It was like kind of arranged arranged marriages. (laughs) A suitable day for the wedding must be agreed on and so preparations begin. It's usual for the friends of the bride to assemble in her house and go in the side. Cars to the chapel where they met the groom and his friends. After the marriage, a drive of perhaps 15 or 20 miles then took place. On the way home, the cars raced each other and this was all part of the fun. I was like, the cars racing each other. In 1938. My gosh. Probably bam, because bam. the car was so novel. Like, <laughs> they were just like, probably going like five things. mile an hour. <laughs> um, and then a dance, a dance took place. Dancing and singing continued into the early hours of the morning. The custom is rapidly dying, but nowadays, this is what this guy's saying. Hmm. Nowadays, marriages take place in the morning after which the bride, bridegroom and friends partake their breakfast in a hotel. Afterwards, the happy couple go away to spend their honeymoon in some big city. Right, how times have changed. So, like, they'd go away after breakfast. <laughs> My God, like, no crack at all. <laughs> Where's the after party, boys? Yeah, it were away. <laughs> but I just thought it was interesting, yeah. So it was like the Irish Folklore Commission of all these, like, segments on marriage and that. Customs. Yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. Cute. So that's all the crack. That is all the crack. Um, yeah, well, sure, we shall chat to everybody next week. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>